today on Doomed. The far right just can't seem to get enough of pinning really all of the world's different woes on the LGBTQ plus community. And on this episode of Doomed with Matt Binder, we will be talking about their latest anti-LGBTQ panic. And that is, of course, one you might have heard of, the recent monkeypox viral disease outbreak. And joining me now to discuss this, let me pull myself up on the stream and let me pull up their wonderful voice. Joining me now to discuss this is Eli Nisol. They're a writer and investigative journalist who recently wrote a great piece for Left Coast Right Watch, a great outlet. Uh, Abner has been, uh, who's the, the founder of Left Coast Right Watch, has been on this show before. But uh, Eli's here to join me. And uh, their piece is Far Right Media Wants to Pin Monkeypox on LGBTQ Plus People. The link to the article is in the uh, show no notes on the public Patreon page and right here in the YouTube description. Uh, Eli, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's something I definitely want attention on, you know. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. Because this is something, you know, I feel like um, this is something that we are uh, maybe if you are like in the bubble, like the political or current news, current events bubble, you might be, uh, you know, I've heard what's going on. Um, but I think even if you are in that bubble, you are early on this, uh, sadly. I mean, maybe, hopefully, uh, you know, the, the um, you know, the uh, medical uh, community and the, you know, the, 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 um, the public officials who are responsible, you know, the White House, Biden administration, who are responsible for trying to uh, tamp down the spread of, frankly, any sort of outbreak, get on top of this, and we won't have to, you know, we'll, we'll eat our words on this show in terms of it getting worse. Um, but I, I think it's going to uh, get worse, not just the outbreak I'm talking about, but the anti-LGBTQ rhetoric around this. I think, like, imagine all of the horrible things that happened uh, in terms of uh, misinformation, disinformation around like the vaccines and where it originated from in terms of uh, the last uh, outbreak, the pandemic we are still in, COVID-19, and like amplify it tenfold because you're going to combine literally all the very worst we've seen in this anti-gay, anti-LGBTQ transphobic homophobic panic we've been seeing that's like having a revival like amplify all that covid stuff with all of that and we are going to have like literally a tornado of all the worst horrible shit that the right could come up with thrown at us in one little uh news package <laughs> no yeah i the, the image that comes to mind is just someone pouring an entire bottle of whiskey into a blender and then an entire bottle of vodka and saying, here, th this is the news. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't even drink, but I know what you're talking about. I can imagine. Uh, I mean, so let, let's let's start with this piece. So uh, straight up, I guess, what do we know? So people who aren't in, you know, I, th I think like monkeypox, interestingly, has not really broken through to the mainstream, which is dangerous because that means that this misinformation has time to fester as the first bit of monkeypox news, like people's like introduction to monkeypox will be, unfortunately, I think based on this disinformation around, um, you know, the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community. So as, as, to start us off, what is monkeypox? Uh, I'm not a doctor, so I don't, I don't want to linger on that too long, but it's basically a virus that spreads um, from skin to skin contact or close contact or contact with uh, infected surfaces. It's not an STD. It's it's just just a good old fashioned pox, you know. Right. And by that, and I'm not looking to get into the medical. I could easily have a medical doctor. I just wanted you gave me exactly actually what I was asking here in terms of like you know how it spreads. Um, what it is at its very foundation. And when you mean a good old fashioned pox, like um, unlike COVID, for example, and much like, I guess, you know, the chicken pox uh, that people are probably most familiar of when we th think of a, a pox, um, there are visible like uh, lesions on people's face, like almost like um, from what I've seen, like, uh, you know, a really uh, bad, I guess, um, cold sores, like that sort of form on you could form on your face or elsewhere. Yeah, it seems like it's it's really hard to miss, um, and I think right now it's not clear if it can uh, transmit a from asymptomatic people who are infected. Um, but I don't I don't know that it is either. It's just up in the air. Right. There's so a lot we don't know about this because yeah, while while, while while monkeypox has. Um, you know, versions of monkeypox has spread elsewhere, like Africa, for example, for for many, many, many years. Um, I'm I was reading that this specific strain is different. It's spreading different. It's acting different. You know, it's in the same family, like COVID nineteen and all the other COVIDs before it. You know, it's a different particular strain, and even with COVID, we get uh, specific uh, strains of COVID uh, nineteen. Um, so we have a specific strain here in the U.S. now that is starting to spread, and the right has jumped on it based on, unfortunately, why don't you tell us why the right has jumped on this? Because uh, I think everyone knows where this is going. <laughs> uh, because it see, it was first detected in a lot of uh, big SM, uh, MSM communities, which is short for men who have sex with men, and People who don't identify with men are part of those communities as well. Technically, you should say people who have sex with men, but we'll just go with men who have sex with men because that's the community's name. Right. And yeah, it's, it, it did spread. Uh, it seemed, There's data that shows that it spread at two MSM festivals uh, or otherwise LGBTQ plus friendly festivals in Europe. I don't know that much detail about the festivals because it doesn't really matter that much that's just where they first got introduced to a lot of international populations right right now it's important i think to also mention like specifically like you said you know uh transgender people uh gay people also bisexual people um that's why it's called you know men who have sex with men and it's uh seems like that yes it seems like it is prevalent 
in um, those communities. But in your article, you actually uh, pulled uh, great information as to why uh, it seems that way. Like, without a doubt, I think um, the medical community uh, is worried about these specific communities because they are uh, focusing on these communities when it comes to, like, uh, prevention in terms of uh, a monkeypox vaccine and getting people vaccinated. But in your article, you, you pulled some interesting information um, about, you know, it's it's prevalent because of the history of, um, you know, uh, of gay people just happening to, you know, take care of themselves better in terms of, you know, regularly testing themselves due to uh, infectious diseases that uh, came prior. Yeah, like um, you can't go into any health clinic that serves uh, LGBTQ plus people without having a litany of warnings and reminders to test if you see symptoms or if anything's weird or if you have sex with someone new, like make sure everything's on the up and up. It's 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 probably one of the most in, in the U.S. especially where uh, sex ed is something that's just keeps getting gutted different conversation but you know to note uh like queer communities are definitely the best informed when it comes to safe sex i think right and the the history here is interesting too because um you know uh we're sort of seeing i guess something that's in line with what we saw back in what like the 80s with uh aids and hiv where uh we were being told back then that this was like a disease that just apparently, you know, if you end up testing uh, that for HIV positive, oh, you must have had sex with a man. Yeah, because, it was just, yeah, it did. It caught on primarily because of uh, this myth of patient zero out of California, um, where they they assumed all these cases came to him it came from him just because he was connected to people who had HIV, but HIV was spreading regardless of the single gay guy. It's just where they happened to find correlations and outbreaks. Right. There was, there, I, I, you know, I had remembered reading about this, but there, but I, in your article, you bring it up. There was a single gay person, um, uh, Gaetan Dugas. I'm sorry if I'm messing up their name. Um, they were blamed literally for setting off the entire AIDS epidemic back in the uh, 1980s as if again this was something that like uh like he was going around uh infecting everybody and it, he was like the source of it when it ended up coming out that in fact uh HIV AIDS was around years before um uh Dugas uh, Dugas was in, in, uh, infected himself yeah, and it's 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 a strain that was spreading for nearly a decade before he was even on the radar for anything related to HIV. And and there's kind of a weird parallel uh, there as well. Oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. No, it's <laughs> all good. No, no, you know the 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 parallel there is also that like we are seeing right now in online circles, the far right is basically discussing. Uh, monkey, and you know what? They're they're quite successful at doing this because it's spreading to the mainstream too, as you also laid in your piece. Um, monkeypox is being viewed basically as something that can only um, infect 
people who are men having sex with other men and, you know, gay people, bi people, transgender people. And it's just not true. I mean, the idea that there is this uh, viral infectious disease that's going around that only can spread um, through sex, i.e. an STD. I mean, there are diseases like that. It's not monkeypox. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like if they tried to frame a cold as something that you could only get by touching tips. Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's astounding because I, I have some of these and you have them in your um, you have them in your I'm going to pull the uh, up on this pull this up on the screen. Um, you have it these linked in your piece. Um, this is right here. Um, give me one second to pull it up. I'm going to get myself in the screen, too, while I'm there. All right, so you have here, this is in the Daily Caller, uh, a headline, Monkeypox Outbreak Appears to Be Driven by Gay Sex, Health Authorities Say. Now, I got to I gotta hand it to the Daily Caller for uh, hedging really hard there with the word appears. So they're technically, in the most generous of terms, uh, safe when compared to some of the other people uh, and outlets I will show uh, that you uh, pointed in your piece. But, I mean, again, it's not driven by gay sex. What we know so far is that it is something that is spread uh, through contact. Um, obviously, uh, bodily fluid contact uh, has a greater chance of uh, you know of you passing monkeypox to someone or you getting monkeypox. So that would include bodily fluid swapping via sex. Uh, probably the one of the best uh, ways, obviously, to swap bodily fluids. So yeah, it does uh, you know uh, uh, pass through sex, but also just contact, contact in any way. You could be talking to someone, and you know. Uh, uh, a drop of spit could land on them, and there, uh, if one of them has monkeypox, it could spread in that way. Um, so the idea that it's driven by gay sex, I mean, we, it's, it's driven by contact, which includes sex in general, including gay sex, uh, same, you know, same-sex relations, but it's not driven by, as far as we know. Yeah, they, it's, it's unfortunate, um, all of this happening because it's also organic. They, they were already ramping up anti LGBTQ plus rhetoric and they were already ready to uh, harass drag queen story hours or anything else. And then it comes out that a disease appears to be affecting gay people more than straight people. And it's, 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 it was just the perfect fuel to throw into the fire. Oh, it's absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, uh, uh, Christmas for them, honestly. Like this is, yeah. this is really the perfect scenario for them. And I'm gonna pull up some more um, tweets and clips in a second. But you know, I, I want to stress that uh, again while we're bringing it, and we brought it up, you know, a couple of minutes ago. But I want to bring it up again in this context. The reason why it now appears that um, you know it's it's uh, mainly being spread between uh, men who have sex with men. Is because, as you laid out, uh, gay people just get tested more often. They're more in tune with doing that regularly because of the history of, you know, for example, the AIDS, HIV uh, epidemic. 
And so they've been instilled as it's been instilled in them as a community to take care of themselves when they take part in these sort of activities. There's no way to really know at this point if like the person like it's it's the same as like the idea that you remember when remember when COVID nineteen numbers were going around because more people were getting tested and like uh, Trump was out there saying stop getting tested so we yeah. keep the numbers down. This is the same thing. Like if gay people just didn't get tested, like if gay people all of a sudden were like, we don't care about ourselves based on the history of, you know, uh, what we've been taught to do. If we just stop testing ourselves, then people wouldn't have those numbers to say, oh, uh, this is mostly affecting the gay community. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, and the self-awareness when it comes to sexual health added with uh health authorities suddenly saying hey you guys might get this fun new crazy disease you should get tested like they they would listen to that advice because they were already primed with it they and then they get tested more <laughs> right was, yeah no absolutely yeah it, it's too early and then use that information like this is something that they use now like now that there are uh you know there there's uh, vaccination uh, campaigns for monkeypox, and um, you're seeing this. I could pull. Let me pull up. Let me pull up this tweet. Um, this was also sourced in your piece. This is. Um, uh, oh, of course, uh, Bethany Mandel, who is probably uh, most well known for her tweet showing her children's. Uh, uh, horrible, <laughs> horrible face mask during the COVID pandemic where apparently uh, those poor kids, she made them wear a disposable mask apparently over and over again to the point where it was like disintegrating from like a Cheeto residue and she posted a photo of it. It was uh, one of the most rancid things I've ever seen in my life. Um, she posted this photo, but that's what she's most known for. But Bethany Mandel, conservative, also known for saying how we should uh, – writing an article a couple years ago about how it's time that we befriend Nazis. Literally, that was the headline of the piece. Um, Bethany Mandel, uh, a tweet from her. Now, I don't know what she was uh, uh, quote-tweeting here from Viral News NYC, uh, which I'm already skeptical of. I don't know what oh, viral um, – I remember, actually. It was, oh. it was footage of a line outside a – monkey or mpv vaccine clinic i think or a testing site right Mon but it was just showing the long line uh, emphasizing how many people were worried about it well not just how uh how many uh people were worried about it but obviously how many that, yeah yeah how many gay people were worried about it Ooh, wow gay people in a line to get uh tested or vaccinated um, for an infectious disease because they're taking it seriously somehow proves that like, oh, this is only affecting them. I mean, just mind boggling stuff. The brain, the you know, the, the brains these people have. But uh, here's the tweet for people who are listening to the podcast version of the show. The number of people, is from Bethany Mandel, the number of people lined up in masks outside to get a vaccine for a virus they'd only get by having sex with strangers. And... Embedded is a now-deleted tweet showing what uh, you just described, uh, Eli. And, um, I mean, the replies here, the replies here are, are uh, quite frankly, uh, mind-numbing. I mean, this is from Andrew Sullivan, 
who, when apparently is not measuring skulls, he's uh, throwing his own people under the bus. Uh, Andrew Sullivan, who is uh, gay, uh, says large numbers are unmasked and it is not clear how monkeypox is being transmitted. The men lining up are being responsible. Apart from that, accurate. I mean, no, no, no. Apart from that, I mean, first of all, uh, apart from the majority of your tweet, accurate. But even that part Andrew Sullivan is calling accurate, not accurate. Like the idea that the medical community would act on the information they have, and the information they have is based on the people who are going out and getting tested, that this seems to, uh, based on those who are getting tested, mostly be affecting the uh, you know, the peop- men who have sex with men, does not at all translate to what Bethany Mandel was saying, that they only get it by having sex with strangers. No! No, if I, you know, two gay men could be in a loving, monogamous relationship. One of them goes somewhere talking with, you know, goes out for lunch with a group of friends. One of them has monkeypox, says something, uh, you know, a little bit of spit flies out, flies into their, the other person's mouth or into their drink or food, and they get infected that way. That's not only you get by having sex with strangers. I mean, it's absurd on its face to, for the piece, these people to be acting like this. Yeah, it's 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 a death by degrees. So they start by by framing it as something that's only being spread by sex. And if it's only being spread by sex, then all these gay people deserve it because they're choosing to have weird sex and we don't like weird sex. <laughs> right. And let's 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 um let's now get to what I think uh, and you brought up too a few minutes ago, the the real like the 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 Christmas package that they've woken up to. It's the perfect inside is exactly what they want. Probably I don't know uh, uh, AR fifteen or something with a nice little bow. Um, this is their version of that. Waking up Christmas morning and seeing that they are tying this into their whole groomer uh you know scare tactics uh and pet uh, you know gay people have to be pedophiles we've seen this with the um you know stemming from the the bill in florida where uh you can't uh talk about a sexual orientation or gender identity if you're a teacher to uh your students in florida uh stemming to uh you know uh what are some other uh help me out here eli what are some other um anti-LGBTQ campaigns we've seen in recent months? It's all been just a slow escalation, which is what works, because if you you get the little corner in the door, then you can push the rest of the wedge through. Uh, It's... Yeah, it, 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 it lines up perfectly with their whole narrative around monkeypox as well and just yeah i'm sorry i'm totally out of words but no i i mean let's i'm trying to think of examples too and and there's oh, so oh, here's many one. other terrible things the, the, the 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 uh the uh whole uh uh scare campaign around like uh drag queen 
story uh, hour at libraries, um, family-friendly uh, drag shows, um, you know, literally anything involving uh, uh, anything that would traditionally be uh, connected to like the LGBTQ community, like literally just cross-dressing, like something that's been done in like uh theater in theater and in hollywood for for decades and generations that frankly aren't even like necessarily connected to being uh, you know to to gay people like there have been plenty of straight performers throughout history who've cross-dressed i mean hell in like william shakespeare's era the men had to dress like women to play the female roles because women weren't uh allowed to act in the theater yeah, I know. It's it's it it's a distortion of reality on on like the basis of terms. That's all they're doing is completely rewriting things so that they can put whatever they want into the blank space. Right, right. You know, it's 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 not so much in I I always say like in the words incredible or unbelievable just to like share my like outrage cuz it just seems like words that fit like even if like it doesn't like even if it's not unbelievable or uh you know out of the ordinary but like it, it, I don't even want to use that I don't cuz it's it's something we're seeing you know right right before we went live we were talking about how um we really seem to have gone back in time like I, I was born in the uh, mid to late eighties. I, I was born in eighty six, nineteen eighty six, and I, you know, I was a, a child during that era, so I don't remember these things. Um, but you know, I, I recall growing up in the nineties and how just a normal, um, you know, normal, uh, you know, uh, uh, words for people to. Uh, sort of belittle someone else, which is to call someone gay or a homo. You know, the 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 F word was constantly thrown around. People calling each other, you know, fags. It was just like horrible. People it was just normal. It was normal. I remember people who I knew who yeah. were, were not conservative, not right wingers. These were just terms that like young people used, even like who were like would be considered progressives of the nineties or, or liberals or whatever. Just a lot of people use these terms then. And even then it was like, I, I just, something always felt off about it to me. Uh, but you know, as time went on, even that became like, we, we progressed to a time where like, no, this is not cool, not good to use. And like, I feel like then we get into like the early two thousands and yeah, like, which at, is where I started growing up. <laughs> right. And like there as like the push for like equality in like marriage, like same sex marriage was starting to gain traction. So like you got the hate, hate campaigns really getting really loud then. But then I feel like we hit like 2010 to like the mid 2010s, like say to like 2015, 2016. And it's like, wow, we really like progressed a lot. Like, like same sex marriage, marriage equality became like just like law of the land more and more polling comes out that constantly shows that the vast majority of americans even republicans are fine with these you know with with uh same-sex marriage and um 
most, I would say, LGB issues. And I think this is the one area where it's uh, uh, you have to exclude the T. I always say don't do that anywhere else, but here I think you have to because this is one area where, no, we were never close to being okay. Like where, you know, uh, we were getting more, you know, the, the world, at least here in the United States, was getting more accepting of, you know, uh, gay people, lesbians, and, and bi people, but I don't think we ever got there with the transgender community, sadly. And um, now I feel like everything that we progressed on, whatever wins we had, are just quickly going back in time. And like, I feel like we're, if we're not at the 80s yet with the whole uh, gay panic with like, you know, HIV, AIDS, um, then we're pretty damn close with like the whole groomer rhetoric and you know any sort of gay teacher just mentioning they have like a they're in like a same sex relationship when like a student questions hey why is there like your family photo like two men or two women with um you know with kid their kids and they have to just explain oh you know i i have a uh you know a same sex partner uh, that all of a sudden is being, you know, you're grooming your 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 students, or it's pedophilia. I, it's mind boggling to me that they've that the right has succeeded in, in taking us back in time here, and to to bring it to back to what we're talking about. I mean, look at this, look at this tweet from uh, friggin' shouldn't be shocking who it is, but it's still the tweet itself is still unbelievably gross. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene here. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I know. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, embedding a video from uh, the director of the CDC. Uh, I, I believe this is a... Here, I could just play the clip really quick. I'm not sure if you'll hear it on uh, your end, Eli, but it's a short clip. I'm just going to play it really quick for the uh, audience. Give me one second to play it. Oh, one second. I am playing it through the wrong uh, output. Okay, this should work now. Here we go. Um, we do have seen now two cases that have occurred in children. Both of those children um, are traced back to uh, individuals who come from the men who have sex with men community, the gay men, uh, men community. Um, and so when we have seen those cases in children, they have generally been what I call adjacent to the community most at risk. Okay, now, first of all, I think this is another case. Now, I'm not, not trying to pass the blame here, but I feel like we saw something very similar very recently with COVID where um, the official framing, uh, the communication from the uh, public health officials like the CDC, horrendous. And I think we are continuing that here sadly, uh, to, quite frankly, the country's dismay. Um, I know what she's talking about, uh, Michelle P. Walensky, the director of uh, CDC. I know exactly what the words she's saying mean. They're not communicating in the most clear way possible to the public. And what she means when she says uh, these two children who have been uh, tested and found to have been infected uh, with, mon you know, have monkeypox. Um, she needs to be clear exactly what she means when she says how they're connected to these uh, 
men who have sex with men and member, uh, members of the community. What she means is these kids have gay parents. Like, like, and of course, someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene or, or gay family members of some sort that they visit, live with, you know, saw recently. These are their family members, people who take care of them uh, in some way, shape or form. And by not being clear here, people like Marjorie Taylor, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene can do this anyway. But she's sort of leaving an opening in my in my uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, for people like Marjorie Taylor Greene to say this horrible line here, if monkeypox is a sexually transmitted disease, why are kids getting it? Uh, just, oh my God. What, what yeah. Are, yeah, go ahead, Eli. Yeah, no, they, they get the wedge in the door with it's a sexual disease and then they move it on to then why are the, if, if that's true, if that fake little piece of reality is true, then what about this? <laughs> It's, it is it's the breadcrumb. Right, right, right. So let's let's parse here what Marjorie Taylor Greene is 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 saying to be clear for everyone watching. If monkeypox is a sexually transmitted disease, it is not. It is not an STD. In no way shape or form is it an STD. Um you can get it by not having sex at all. Um and then by her saying that though and then framing it why are kids getting it? Again, to be completely clear as to what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, this is this is not a dog whistle to her audience. This is friggin' uh, like an air horn. Uh, you want to do the do me the uh, honors, Eli, like you did before? <laughs> this is an air horn. Friggin', she's uh, you know literally putting uh, amplification to her face and saying. They are grooming kids. They're pedophiles. They are literally having sex with children. That's what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying. It's disgusting. It's bullshit. And quite frankly, if that's what if that's what was going on, I mean, the story would not be all oh, these kids have monkeypox. There would be a national story about a situation where uh, two children were raped because that's what it is. If children have sex, that's not sex. They don't have sex. They get raped. But that's not what's going on here. Yeah, I, I think there's a big brain person term for it. That's household transmission. And if if the CDC isn't willing to like use wording that's precise enough to prevent uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or other shitbags of her nature from misinterpreting their statements... And then directing it into stigmatization and hate, then they shouldn't mention the details at all. They should just say, "Hey, these are the numbers," and then move on. Right, right. I mean, like, like I mentioned earlier, like this was like, uh, again, I think this is much. Well, you know, in certain ways, actually, I think it it, it mirrors it quite well based on how dangerous that uh, early rhetoric was during COVID nineteen, where the CDC. Uh, and even Fauci was on TV himself saying, oh, masks don't help at all. You don't need masks. Yeah. Stop using masks. You're taking them away from the medical community. You know, doctors and nurses and EMTs at hospitals who need this and we're in short supply. By saying this, 
this stuck with people. And then they come out months later and say, oh, no, you should be you should really be wearing your masks. We said that early on because uh, we were in low supply. That is true. And we just wanted people to stop hoarding it uh, so that the medical community could have it. But they actually really do help. And you should wear them. Uh, and study after study after has shown that they actually really do help. Like this is like, you know, obviously this isn't. Um, you know, attacking a marginalized community in the same way as this monkeypox disinformation is. But it really is like a perfect mirror of like how uh, public health official officials are just unprepared still after going through two years of this shit with misinformation and anti-vaxxer rhetoric flying. They're still wholly unprepared for this for, for these sorts of situations. Yeah, they they just don't really have long term thinking when it comes to public messaging and marketing. It feels like, I I, I guess they just couldn't afford the PR officials for it. Right. I, it seems like something so oh. basic. Right. Um, so you know, and I, you have another. Uh, uh, this shouldn't be too surprising. Uh, the Catholic League. Uh, <laughs> with the I got I, this is really something else. I guess I gotta. One more screen share here so people could see this on the feed. Again, I'll read the, um, geez. They put out a statement, monkeying around with monkeypox. And behind those words is the, uh, the rainbow flag. And then the title of the, uh, like the subheader is gay role in monkeypox is serious. I mean... If you ask me, uh, it seems like very likely what the gay role in monkeypox is going to end up being, quite frankly, is warning people really early about this oncoming outbreak. I mean, that seems like what the gay role in monkeypox is going to end up being. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Like, regardless of the early data we have saying that I oh, was spreading through MSM communities first, that that was early data. It's currently not clear still, uh, but the LGBTQ community immediately picked up on that. That's like, okay, this is something that's going to affect everyone. So let's get ahead of it and get messaging out to everyone. And they, they have been like just talking to everybody about it that will listen Right, right, and oh, oh! I just saw this in your piece. Uh, I, I remember. Re I, oh, I, I don't have the the uh, newsletter link up, but I remember. Uh, yeah, Paul, uh, Congress, Arizona Congressman Paul Gosar was sharing this shit too, which shouldn't be surprising, being that he's a big fan of people like uh, Nick Fuentes. Um, but yeah, this is. Uh, I think. Anyone who's paying attention now is going to be so far ahead of where this is going. And I really, I, I really do hope that this conversation we're having ends up being um, just like a snapshot in time. And the story is more, uh, yeah, the right tried to blame uh, gay people for this uh, outbreak. Um, and they had their small moment of sharing this disinformation, but it didn't really go anywhere because the outbreak uh, wasn't long for the world. Uh, I really do hope uh, that's like that's that's the best case scenario. Uh, unfortunately, due to 
our response to COVID. Um, I don't think that's the way this is going. And like the fact that this is a, uh, again, it's unclear so far to me, and I believe to you too, Eli, correct me if I'm wrong, if there is like uh, how COVID, you can have COVID but not be showing any symptoms. You could be asymptomatic. It's unclear to me if monkeypox can be carried asymptomatically. Do you, do you did you do you know that yet, or, or is that unclear? Yeah, I, there's it's it's unclear because it seems to have been spreading. Uh, well, there's there's genetic research that shows that it's been spreading silently. So there's a lot of stuff that the international health community needs to catch up on there. Um, but it doesn't. There's no evidence that it can spread asymptomatically. Right. Like it, that's that's the bottom line. There's there's no evidence of that yet. Right. So here we have, uh, you know, just just to really lay out for people what what the, the dystopia we can, we should prepare ourselves for, if the <laughs> outbreak spreads and this anti LGBTQ rhetoric continues to catch on. People were spreading COVID asymptomatically. No one knew if you had COVID at all, uh, even the person who had it. But then also. People who knew they had COVID, I mean, technically, unless they were like really ill in the hospital or, or, you know, uh, or showing it in that way. I mean, if you just had COVID, people didn't know you had COVID. You could literally probably go outside and people would just think, oh, you could have a cold or a cough or whatever. There is nothing specifically to designate you as a COVID carrier. Yeah, and we didn't even have tests there, so there's literally no badge that would show that off right right with monkeypox mpv if you have it you are as far as we know you will likely visibly show it in some way likely in the form of these like uh swords which uh you know they they could appear anywhere including visible parts of your body when you're going out you know your face I can easily imagine an absolute dystopian scenario where anyone who shows these visible symptoms of monkeypox is going to be attacked for being, uh, not only having monkeypox, but for being uh, LGBTQ. Uh, the anti-LGBTQ rhetoric is going, and, the, and I'm talking about even like, yeah. Like for any any like straight people out there who think this is just going to affect the LGBTQ community, wait till like you're hanging out with a friend who has it and passes it on to you, and then the rights attacking you, saying that you're uh, not only are you a monkeypox character uh, carrier, but you're like a closeted gay. Ooh, like this is going to be the crazy. This could really all foment to be the craziest for- sort sort of form of like anti-gay panic we we've ever seen in like recent modern like modern years honestly yeah the elements there are are definitely in place for it to get there and i can also see people refusing to go get treatment or tested for monkeypox even because they'll say oh i'm not gay i don't have it i i've I've never touched a butt right (laughs) (laughs) right yes i've never touched a butt i like that um you know, I I I really hope uh, that the uh, the country the uh, you know the officials get it together here. Really, this should be compared to COVID. It does seem like 
Um, it, it's 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 something that we can certainly deal with due to the fact that it doesn't spread through air particles like COVID did, which made COVID extremely viral. Um, it requires, as far as we know, physical to physical contact. Um, and we just dealt with a pandemic, for God's sakes. Why can't we deal with one that's less viral now? Like, Christ's sakes. Yeah, it's, oh it, it my seems God. like it's, it's a wash your hands situation right now. Just don't lick doorknobs. Right, right. Oh, my God. What are I we want to do? believe that right. we can handle it. <laughs> right. I want to believe. Right. Eli Nisol, writer and investigative journalist. Latest piece is in Left Coast Right Watch. Um, and people can find that website at leftcoastrightwatch.org, stressing the .org there. Um, Far-right media wants to pin monkeypox on LGBTQ plus people. Um, this is a great piece, very prescient, very ahead of the curve. I think people will be, I think I've only seen literally like one other piece that discussed this dynamic and it didn't get into like the very specific right wing, uh, campaigns that are already flourishing like yours did. Um, I, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's really weird because I've been seeing stuff at least on a local level since May. Like I, I've seen local, um, more fascist outlets putting out the city covering up role of monkeypox or role of gay people in monkeypox spreading. It was like, why, why isn't anyone reporting on this? What's going on? Right. And even as I was writing it, I, I was, I was waiting for someone to put out an article of what I was putting together right. for me and no one did. Right. Right. I, you know, you said it and, and it made me come in my mind. I want to make this super clear for people as they go, as they leave this, you know, as they end listening to our interview, um, our discussion, really. Um, the gay role, the LGBTQ role in monkeypox is the equivalent to uh, throwing up a headline in March 2020. The role of people getting tested for COVID in COVID-19. Because that is exactly what it is. This, the LGBT community is getting tested at much higher rates for monkeypox in the same way people who were most susceptible to COVID uh, were getting tested for COVID early on. Um, it did not mean it was only... Remember, you remember it was uh, called... Uh, the, the, the kids, I will, what am I talking about? The kids on TikTok. You could very well be one of those kids on TikTok if you were growing up in the 2000s. Yeah. I don't uh, want to be. But you remember early on they were calling it the boomer remover? Yeah. It, it, there was a lot of rhetoric around this isn't going to affect us because we're kids. Everyone was saying, no, the kids are going to be fine. Let's keep the schools open. That, and not even considering the fact that the kids would spread it to their parents or anything. Right, right. And on top of that, there were like a lot of like, uh, you know, um, uh, people with comorbid comorbidities. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, but you know what I mean? Uh, of all ages who got sick and, and sadly passed away due to COVID. And there were also a lot of like 50 and six, like a lot of like 50 and 60 year olds who died of COVID. And if you ask me in the year 2020, when that, when, when the pandemic started and obviously now 2022, being 50 and 60 years old is not elderly or old or on your deathbed or close to dying. 
Um, so the idea yeah. that like being 50 or 60 and like, oh, you're going to get COVID and die. Uh, there's a good chance. is just like incredible to me that that was just like one of the things that like ended up coming out of it. Like the rhetoric on COVID was completely wrong early on. And we're going to see the rhetoric around this being, I mean, we already see it, but uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we won't get there. Uh, Eli, thank you so much. Oh, where can people find you online? I know I mentioned where they can find your piece, but where can they find you online? Feel free to name drop, uh, you know, any social media platform that you use and want to share. Also, feel free to share any upcoming work you want to plug or any other work you want to plug. Uh, can I plug people hiring me? Because that's what I need. Right sure. Now. Yes. Go ahead, please. Uh, hire me. Reach out to me on on Twitter. What do you? What do you? What do you? Why don't you tell me what you're looking for? It's sort of uh, you're looking to uh, for like a full time. Uh, writing or journalism gig? Tell people what you're what you're looking for. Look, I will mow your lawn, <laughs> but <laughs> I I would prefer to write and research on things that I care about. That involves a lot of history or current politics or current news, local events in Nevada or anything like that. I I, I stay busy, but also hey. I do do landscaping. So hey. <laughs> Oh damn! All right, there you go. How is how is that? How is that? Is that? Jeez, uh, I don't want to. This is how easy it is to get me going on a tangent. By the way, the people who call into the second half, my listeners who call in for the second half of the show, know how they can literally get me going on for an hour about anything. But uh, how how is the landscaping situation in Nevada? I picture like a desert. So what do you? What, what is the landscaping situation? <laughs> Unfortunately, it involves a lot of rich people who want things that shouldn't be in the desert. Oh wow, that's really now yeah. I really want. Now I want to do like it wouldn't really fit this show specifically, but now I want to do like a whole episode on this. This is fascinating. I got to uh, know about this. Damn. <laughs> it's 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 usually fountains, and they want really specific species of grass and different bushes that need a lot of water if they're going to be somewhere where it's regularly 110 degrees also don't even get me started on how hot it is while i'm putting all this together i uh, you know i i could only that means you got that means you really got talent when i talk about like uh eli's not out there mowing lawns and just like watering plants you got to be really taking care of this uh you know this plan life and the, and the landscape if you're making it uh look nice out in the deserts of Nevada. Yeah, I, I try to push people towards stuff that's that uses less water. I'm not really an expert on landscaping or anything, so I, I don't want this to turn into an interview <laughs> about that. But um, usually, I, I I'm I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Like people tell me what they want, and then I'll research it, and it's that that's just fun for me. Honestly, I don't I, I, I don't I don't charge a lot. I don't have like a company or anything. I just when people say they need help with stuff, I'm like, hey, I'm there. There you go. I, I love it. Uh, everyone, uh, check out Eli Nisol online and check out their uh, pieces and their articles and uh, literally send uh, Eli some. Uh, I mean, I, I can't attest to the landscaping stuff, but uh, I can only take your word for it. But I can attest to your uh, your your writing and your journalism work. I thought it was a great piece. Thank you so much for joining me uh, tonight on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. And and tell everyone to follow my tweets, too. I, I love tweeting. There you go. <laughs> I, I linked it, too, in the uh, description. So everyone go check that out. Have a great night, Eli. Take care. 
You too. Thank you very much. Bye. Take it easy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't go anywhere. We are going to go to the second half of the show where I will be taking your calls, reading your super chats, reading your Twitch subscription chats, uh, all that fun stuff. But before we do that, some quick plugs. Patreon.com slash Matt Bender to support this show. Literally cannot do this without my patrons. My patrons help the show grow and in turn helps me do, not even just like do more work. Literally, like I think one of the biggest issues and I'm being upfront with you guys is that, uh, you know, uh, we're doing the work here. We got doomed on Tuesday. We got some... We got a great guest talking about the right, reactionary movements, uh, misinformation and disinformation campaigns, uh, the, uh, the crypto-fascist tech world dystopia, uh, various right-wing conspiracy theories. We got, we got our, our groove going on here. And then we got great calls coming in during the second half of the show. So many calls that I rarely even get to clips anymore. And even, like, honestly, some of these callers are so great, we should be clipping that stuff. And then Thursday nights, we got Scam Economy episodes with really, on my, on my personal opinion, people who are not uh, getting a microphone uh, really in uh, very many other places. Like crypto skeptics, anti-crypto people, crypto critics who are doing great written work, but literally in a desert of uh, uh, crypto-critical uh, video and audio uh, media. Just no podcasts, no YouTube shows. Literally, you guys know if you watch Scam Economy, it's Scam Economy, it's the Crypto Critics Corner. Uh, I've had Bennett Tomlin on my show before. Great, uh, great crypto criticism from that uh, podcast. Um, I think there's a lot of overlapping listeners there, actually, between Scam Economy and that show, which is great. And then th that's it in terms of shows that are dedicated to criticizing crypto and trying to warn people. I mean, sure, there's some other great podcasts who do, like, episodes on crypto. Even that is few and far between, but, like, um, Tech Won't Save Us with Paris Marks is one that does some episodes every now and then on crypto. Great show. I think he does a great job looking at the broader tech world. But in terms of like um, straight up crypto uh, criticism, literally just today, new story today. Um, and again, this is just not, you know, again, the, the you know, uh, legacy journalism media is doing a good job of reporting this stuff, like straight up reporting, um, you know. Uh, but in terms of like analysis, uh, especially via audio and video, for people who really do mostly consume audio and video, there's not much out there. Just today, Senator Toomey and Senator Cinema. This is across the aisle work here, folks. Introduce a new bill today to exempt crypto used in everyday purchases of less than $50 from capital gains tax. Industry hopes this could encourage more public use of crypto. Absolutely ridiculous. 
absolutely freaking ridiculous. And I guarantee you, you, you look into this and you'll see that two million cinema cinema are getting heavily funded by the new crypto lobby, likely the one, the very same ones headed up by uh, Sam Bankman Freed over at uh, FTX. The big crypto exchange, the guy who's literally bailing out all the crypto Ponzi's in order to save the industry. The very crypto Ponzi's who fucked over all these regular, everyday, ordinary people who they sold on crazy, over-the-top yields telling them to invest with our crypto loan scheme. Leave your money with our uh, with us and you'll make tons of money. People left their savings, their life savings in some uh, in some situations with these companies who ended up just, just running a Ponzi and all that money is gone. So, I mean, we're doing the work here on the show. Doomed and scam economy. Your support helps me bring some people on board to continue doing this work, do even more work, and then what I think is most important right now, getting this work disseminated out there. Really to you know cut it up, get short pieces out there so people understand. Uh, you know if they can't uh, watch the you know an hour long interview or listen to the forty five minute calls I sometimes have with listeners. Like, you know, short clips that people can easily consume and get up to date on certain aspects of the stuff we talk about. Um, so patreon.com slash to help this show grow. Um, really appreciate the support from people already on already doing that. And if you could have the financial capacity to also support this show on Patreon, I would really appreciate you becoming a subscriber. And those people who have become subscribers since the last episode of Doomed, which was that special episode last Thursday during the uh, the special live stream episode of the January 6th hearing that was in primetime, those people who joined since then, uh, let me thank uh, Drew F. and Val V. Thank you so much. It was a... Slow week, honestly, for patrons. But uh, thank you so much for subscribing and becoming patrons. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Uh, also, uh, drop a super chat if you want to give a one-time uh, little uh, monetary gift to me. Uh, and I will read your super chats in the second half of the show. And then if you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you literally are leaving free money on the table literally like amazon keep more of the money you already give them if you're not using your free amazon your, your free twitch prime subscription excuse me your free twitch prime subscription that comes with your amazon prime subscription all you got to do is connect your amazon prime account to your twitch account and when you do that Every month, Twitch gives you a free subscription that you basically can give away to your favorite Twitch subscriber. It costs you nothing extra. It's literally forcing Amazon to take a, sm a smidgen. Like literally such a small percentage, but something's not better than nothing, especially when it comes, uh, when a bunch of people come together to do it. You're forcing Amazon to part with some of the money that you give them 
and give it to me. Or quite frankly, if you don't want to give it to me, give it to someone you like on Twitch. Don't let it go to waste. I hope you give it to me as I'm telling you about it, but I'd rather you give it to somebody else if you're just going to let it go to waste. And reminder, this is how Amazon gets you. You do not automatically get a renewed Twitch Prime subscription every month. Like if you subscribe to me right now, or if you subscribed to me last month, you need to check the following month and resubscribe to me. And you have to do this every month or change your subscription or you just use it uh, every month manually uh, because the Twitch Prime subscriptions do not auto-renew. Um, it takes a second to do. It really is not hard. Um, I will thank those folks in the... Uh, Oh, you know what? I'll thank the people really quick just now. Uh, Slick Slippy, Subscriber Prime, Valanova just gave out five community gift subs. Thank you. Dude, Doctor, Resubscriber Prime, Subscriber for two months. Thank you. Uh, Loki4191, Subscriber Prime. Thank you so much. Uh, Eagle Left, Subscriber Prime. Thank you so much. Dragon Rider 162 Subscriber Prime. Thank you so much. Uh, Colin Grow, subscriber Prime. Devin092688 gave out two community gift subs and subscriber Prime. Thank you so much. Choose the Left, subscriber Prime. Super Wide Laces, subscriber Prime. Root Dog2525 gave out a community gift sub. Serious Business, a tier one Twitch subscriber. This is not Prime, a paid Twitch subscriber. Nine months in a row. Thank you so much, Series Business. Uh, Valanova gave out five community gift subs. Uh, Rebel Without a Cause, Subscriber Prime. Subscriber for eight months. Thank you so much. Dan Wally, Subscribe Tier 1, three months in a row. Nug Wrangler, Subscriber Prime. Subscriber for eight months. Uh, Amused Mob, Subscriber Prime. Resubscriber Prime, Subscriber for five months. These are people who subscribed since the last episode of the show on Twitch. Thank you so much. And Ponderosaphine just now getting in a resubscribed one month tier one subscriber for seven months. Can't think of anything funny to say. Just want to be a part of the hype train. And with that Twitch subscription, there's a hype train going over, going on right now over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Matt Binder. Um, doomedcast.com for the podcast version of the show. Um, what else? Uh, um, follow me on Twitter at Matt Binder, wherever you're on social media, search Matt Binder, check out scam economy at scameconomy.com. Uh, once again, patreon.com slash Matt Binder. And with all that said, I'm going to quickly take a like minute break. Not even probably more like 30 seconds. going to fill up my drink. So I'm not super parched and choking over here. I'm going to fill up my drink. And then I will be back right here on this stream. It's not going anywhere. Taking calls. Just open up Skype. Search Doomed Live. And you will be able to call into this show. Doomed Live on Skype. I will read your super chats. I will read your comments on there. Um, if you are watching on... Uh, Oh, also for for uh, members for patrons, there's some people told me that the patron members feed wasn't working. There's an issue. There was an issue that I fixed. 
and by fixed i mean the issue's not there but it didn't fix the missing episodes i have to literally re-upload a bunch of members audio only episodes uh onto that feed bear with me it's going to take a little bit of time to do that uh take a few days for me to get those episodes together and find them on my external hard drive that i move them onto and re-upload them but i will do it for you asap um, and that's where you get to listen to the audio for the second half of the show. If you're watching on a live stream, you can stick around. You don't have to go anywhere. You're not going to get cut off. If you're listening to the audio only free version of the podcast, the first half with the interview, this is where I say goodbye to you. And I will see you all next time on Doomed.